When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night to all of you listening to She Podcast on your own free time. This is Jessica Kupferman, and I am here with my beautiful, graceful, swan-like co-host, Elsie Escobar, <laughs> and the always witty and charming John Jamingo, our producer. Hello. How are you guys doing today? You know, I let you ladies go one week without me, and the whole place <laughs> burns to the ground. I really had no idea Elsie was going to say that. And not, it wasn't just in public. It was Wait, like, no, no. You have to let on. people in to see what we're talking about. They so should, on they episode should know because 259. Of their... <laughs> yeah, all right. If you haven't I listened said to it words. already. Yeah, you need to go listen to this now because if not, you're not going to know. But I said some words. <laughs> she didn't just say some words. She, We were talking. Everything was going swimmingly. And then all of a sudden, she said something, something D in your mouth. I'm telling you, it was a good thing I did not have it. I wasn't drinking liquid at the time. I would have spit it all <laughs> over my computer. I mean, I didn't. But also, it's amazing how little people pay attention to you when you're right in front of their face. Because That's if right. You, because if you continue to listen, I was amazed we got no reaction. So I kept saying zero. it. Yeah, and zero reaction. It. I was Nobody like, raise your even, hand if you heard Elsie say that word. Raise, and the only, you know, Jenny, what's, what's her last well, name? Well, Jenny Wetter? was the, yes, what's her Jenny Wetter. Jenny Wetter, yeah. She was, a lot, she was just in the front, like, playing on her phone going, merp me, merp me. <laughs> I was mostly doing this show to amuse her, I'm not going to lie, because she's the only one listening. Yeah. And you, Right, but this, but this was the funniest part, though, because, you know, Jenny, shout out to Jenny. Yeah, her thank show you for staying through it, Jenny, because really it made yeah. a big difference. Dude, but the thing is that oh, yeah, her we're not show is her, about... Yeah. Is about reproductive rights. Yes. We're, so not gonna talks, insult, we're not going to insult Jenny. Right. So she's talking about all of these things, including sexuality, mm-hmm. on her show a lot. Yeah. In depth. In a, in a, so she la does like it's no big deal because, I mean, that's every day on her show. Every day there's a D in someone's mouth on her show. So. <laughs> no, not quite that. <laughs> I'm joking. Quite I'm that. sure I'm joking. But alas. What's her show so I can subscribe to it? Just kidding. Repros fight back. And it's very, I mean, it's, it's. It's not like a jokey joke. I mean, I'm sure they have fun, but it really is about reproductive rights. Like she has a lot of amazing interviews with people who know what they're talking about, um, talking about issues that are coming up from statewide to world issues that that arise with reproductive rights. Not from a jokey perspective, from an actual like smart activist, um, you know, truth perspective. So I read BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed once in a while will come out with like a long list of all the best sex toys. And one of the ones oh that God. consistently is on this list is a necklace, a beautiful like jewelry necklace. And it has a very long like stick on the end of it. <laughs> and the stick is like a vibrator. It's a it's a sex toy. But you wear it around okay. your neck like jewelry. So at our event, I didn't know what her show was about until – I mean I I knew – I know on paper, but that doesn't mean I always connect it more in person. So I saw her in person in Atlanta 
and she was wearing one of those necklaces and i thought now that is a bold statement because we're at a <laughs> we're at a like a we're at a you know we were at our, she podcast live and i don't know i mean you really can't unless you've seen it you don't know that it's a vibe you cannot tell it's a vibe it's not like a dong on your chest it's like it is does look like a piece of jewelry. So only those in the club know exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. But but I knew and I was like, wow, that's a very that's a bold move for a women's show. Not realizing that her show is about reproductive rights until later when I said something to her about it, I was like, right, because your show is about sex. I'm an idiot. Right. I just also, thought she it could have been flirting. just an upside down. No, it could no. have been just an upside down microphone. No, it couldn't. Nope, it could not. It does not look like a penis at all. I'm telling you. Hold on. Let me see if I can find something that looks like it. Look, look, look. So I have my little, look at this. Oh. I have my little micro, my little mini mic, right? Mm-hmm. The microphone keychain that we got at She Podcast it's Live. It's like this, you guys. And if it's I have, like okay, this so. on a string. Oh. No, it's, it's, a, it's got a tiny but little But doesn't this top. look like even better though? Why would I want yes. just a long stick? If it was just like a microphone with a little thing on that. Actually, this is more accurate, except it's silver. See this? Well, on the I would end? think that that would have to be a little bit bigger, Elsie, just so you could get a battery in it. Yeah, it's like a. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think it's meant to go in. I think it's just meant to be around. Again, I'm not really <laughs> sure. Change the subject. Can we and just change the subject? We started. John, you're going to have to do another. The how was my uh, it wasn't if you did a really good job, you actually did a fantastic job. John got the job of having a disclaimer in the last episode from me because it was last minute being edited and I wanted to get this show out as fast as possible. So I said, You need to give us a disclaimer. And this I think too, he did an excellent job. So, he you did, guys, if you did. thought he did a good job in that disclaimer, send some feedback over to feedback at shepodcast.com. I think mm-hmm. he really covered all the bases and he was very clear. And he yes. also said, <laughs> That it was in this part of the episode. Yeah. So if you want to skip that, you can go to this part of the episode. Yeah. So you're and that not was great. Shocked because yeah. yeah so yeah. that was great. Mm-hmm. And and this might also help you guys. I put sharp chapter marks on every single one of your episodes. So if you're using, I think Apple Podcast supports chapter marks. Overcast does as well. Castro does as well. I believe Pocket Cast does as well. I may be wrong. So if I'm wrong, do correct me. And so what, what that means is that when you're looking in your podcast app of choice, you do have an option of being able to skip to the next chapter mark and they're labeled and it's really easy to go from one thing to the next. So if you wanted to skip that entire Weird and Wild show of the week thing, I actually chapter marked the explicit side and the spoiler side all the way. And then you can just skip to um, tooltips. Super easy. It doesn't look like it is supported by Apple Podcasts. I'm not, I'm sorry, Google Podcasts yet. Because I'm checking. No, I don't think Google Podcasts supports chapter marks. Mm. But, and, and usually these are paid features. So if you have Overcast or Castro, but you're not part of their premium, you're not going to be able to to see the chapter marks. That's neither here or there. Can we go to PodFest? Yeah, let's do PodFest. So PodFest was very interesting, especially for me, because that was the first time I was... So now I truly know from working on PodFest, from mi- it wasn't start to finish. It was like midway to finish, because right. a lot of the... A lot of the main decisions were made while you and I were doing our show, like coming down to the nitty gritty. Chris was like getting a venue and planning out his content and stuff with Katie. And then I took over after she podcast because Katie and Chris, well, I just, I, I understand now that Chris is, um, Chris is a, I don't know what kind of thinker this is, but he has an LC quality of like thinking he's told you something when it's really just been in his head and he expects you to know. 
So oh, like, right. Yes, that is a to total. That, this is yes. This is me. If you're actually married yes, to that person, it can cause some trouble. I'm not married to yes. him, so I have no emotional interest in whether or not he's told me or he thought he told me. So I was just like, cool, I'll just do it. Like I don't care. Yep, Randy would agree with you 100. percent As a spouse, it's sort of terrible. Yes. I can imagine. Yes, so, it's like, terrible. It's a good thing she thinks he's cute because otherwise he'd be in big trouble. So anyway, I don't think that's working for me anymore. <laughs> anyway so yeah so so there was a lot of like so chris's whole thing and he has a book on amazon called start ugly and i really do first of all as a web designer i don't agree with that uh approach whatsoever i do not think you should start ugly i think you should start beautiful and just get better from there but you know chris is he likes to experiment with stuff he likes to say he's like the yes man he likes to say yes to everything and just work the shit out as it goes i was very stressed out under those types of situations, more so in person than online. Because at law online, you have no idea how it will fall apart in person. And nothing fell apart to the point where I was like, people were like, this whole thing is falling apart. But in my head, not having anyone to check, make sure that this, you know, AV was happening or not having anyone to make sure, you know, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And there's no checklist. So I learned, you know, there's no checklist because Chris usually has it. But this was this showed doubled in size over the last year and doubled the amount of sessions. There's microcons and workshops and then also just the attendees. So I don't I think he can't keep it in his head anymore. And that, you know, and like it was it was frustrating as a partner. It's frustrating to be like, if you just told me I could have, you know, we could have had this taken care of. But it's all here. And, he, you know, he he's so busy. He doesn't have time to let it out. So I learned that checklists and main areas for i already knew that this was important but i mean it's never as important as it is with an event because no matter how many people you have working on the event up until the event once you get to the event you have seen your staff you have one staff member doing registration and one staff member worrying about the speakers you know like you have main people that need to know everything you've been talking about for the last six months mm-hmm. we may not have had that last time but we will need it probably this time so that part was interesting and then I interviewed the iHeart people on as a keynote. I interviewed someone from iHeart, stuff you missed in history class, stuff your mom didn't tell you, and like just the most amazingly smart, cool women. And I got to interview them in front of 2,000 people. Yeah, it was insane, dude. It was insane. I think it was, I took a picture of you up there. Did you? I don't think. I mean, I've seen a bunch of no, pictures but, of me, but none as flattering as what I'm sure you took, Elsie. No, dude. I'm seeing. No. I, when I took the picture, John, I'm serious. I'll show you the picture when it's in. You're not going to even see. Like, there, I literally was in the back with Sophia. And we were both oh, really? like, <laughs> we were both like way in the back. And we were like, is that Jessica over there? That's how far away she was in the you front. You didn't know and, but, it was me? Well, of course it was you. But I was like, I knew that it was you. But then I was like, couldn't I see. couldn't actually see you. She yeah. was so far away. And so both of us were like this because we didn't have our glasses. We're like... Going like this with a, making a little circle on our eyes yeah. and seeing if we could see. We're like, oh, my God, that is her. But it was like the room was. It was like in the massive. movie with Tom Hanks, the baseball movie in A League of Their Own. Yes. When Martha got the picture and it was like from a, like across the street and down the block. Yes. She's yes. Waving. It was huge. <laughs> it was beautiful and it was huge. And for the most part, the attendees are his community really is sweet and delightful and, and generous they're amazing so he's a wonderful he really cultivates a wonderful community so in that way it was super fun for me how was it for you as a vendor because you seemed less haggard at this not that you're always haggard but you seem less right. put out by this event than you have in the past 
Yeah, I think is that, that accurate or no? We had more people there, so we had oh, so that's helpful. We had both it's the Robs there. We had Dave there, and we had two of our the women from Pair Networks, which is the parent, right. not the parent. We are the parent company, but they're like our sister company that is web hosting, and they came in. So we, mm. so that means you know that's a lot of people for our team. Um, I think that we were very busy. It was. Perhaps the busiest we've ever been at PodFest for sure. There was a point there where it was like so many people talking to us. We were just like, oh my God. But the one thing that, the reason that I think I wasn't as haggard is because I had so many other duties that I had to go take care of. Mm. Like I did a lot of the social media, like I, I covered Instagram on, on social media. I also, that first day, Jess, that first, was it th- Friday? Friday. Mm-hmm. I was at the booth for maybe a total of one hour. Because it was like, that's interesting. I, it was really. I got to go day. over there for at nine o'clock. I have to be here at ten fifteen. I have to be here at twelve. When I was at the booth, but then at one fifteen, busy ass day. It was a crazy day where it was like. Yeah, non-stop. I had a workshop in the morning, and then I was supposed to speak at Felicia's thing in the afternoon, and then there was the party in the. V- yeah, there was a lot going on Friday. I mean, it was in a good way, but in a good way, yeah, yeah. But there was no time to just kind of be there. Yeah. The other thing that I was that I told the team that I told Lipson about is that this was the very first time that we had people coming to the booth, and like it was like literally like they just walked off the street. And they were like, hmm, Lib, Lipson, great. What do you guys do? <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God. Like, seriously, like, zero, like, knowledge of what it is. And so then we would go, like, we were podcast hosts, and they would go, like, oh, like, like, Buzzsprout, you know, and, like, they, they right would just point. Because the they were just right across the way. So it's and like. Blueberry was right there, too, I think. Yeah, Blueberry was on the other side. But, yeah. uh, and Podbean was there, too. But what I'm saying is, like, it was just so funny because the reason they pointed out Buzzsprout is because they had just, like, they've been doing the rounds. So then, yeah. like, they had just learned about podcast hosting. Right. And then, therefore, they're now with us. And they're like, oh, you're, it's like that other company over there. We're like, yup. <laughs> so it was just all, like, a lot of new, new, new people yes. that were just starting Very podcasts mm-hmm. and that had never, like, never been to anything like this before. Like, they were not in any way connected to the podcasting industry. So it was like, they had zero idea. So Chris's approach and the way he, I, th- I think this is the way he doubled his attendance is, he went ham on speaking gigs all around Atlanta, uh, Georgia and Florida and the Carolinas. Like, he spoke at every goddamn business meeting he could find. Free, not free, paid, fly, don't fly. Right. I mean, up until the week before, he was selling tickets into the event at, at entrepreneurship things, which isn't – he does a lot of talking about podcasts and how it's great. And then he talks about his event and how it's great. And then mm-hmm. people show up just because he's piqued their interest about a podcast and maybe he gives them a discount code or something. So right. it ends up to be a lot of newbies, which is good for you guys, I'm assuming. Because oh, my God. It's really great like, because it's it's for sure. It I think it felt like, okay, so – it forces us to be clear about our offerings. It forces us to be more specific about what what we're selling because I think that's also really, really important. You can't like most of the time our, the name recognition for the majority of the companies that are in podcasting, we all kind of know them. You know, like it does. It's not just Lipson. It's the majority of podcast 
in the industry, podcasters in the industry know of these companies. So what it forced us to do this time was kind of see it from a completely different perspective, not from relying on our own, like people knowing us. Cause usually we were like, Oh, Lipson, so nice to see you. I host with you guys. And it's like, we have a deeper conversation. We upsell people then mm-hmm. versus this time it was like, Oh, what do I need you for? How do I, what is it? Huh? God. You know? And so you had to huh? be like, okay, it he has to be a coming up to Elsie going, huh? Yeah. And it's exactly that. So when I, one thing that I wish we could have had was handouts of all of our, cause our new start your podcast blog series that I have on the blog post for Lipson. If we would have had a little card for the podcasting quick starts that we do every month at Lipson as well. Those are ongoing things that we always have for new people. But if we would have had that, because people would like, okay, so what's my next step? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you to sign up because I don't even know if you have a podcast. I mean, do you know you need a microphone? Like, you know, like you don't know what that is. So we wanted to send them to these. This is your first step. Read this article, right? And whenever you're ready, get your podcast host. But it was way in the back. So I think it's gonna force. I hope that there's more of that. I hope that we get more people like Podfest um, in events. Because I think that that's where maybe podcast movement is like for sure different. It's a, it's a, it's a different client. It's different people, right? It's a little more in what may, dare I say, a little more incestuous. Yeah, it's experience. People are looking for other, like looking to score, looking for deals, looking for networking. And I don't know if I like the word incestuous. What? So I'm not sure I like the word incestuous. It's more of a community of experienced podcasts. Incestuous just means Mm -hmm. like people, like if a friend group is incestuous, it just means everyone's dated each other. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. That everybody just stays in a little bit more like silos as in like these are the, these are the, these type of people. These are these type of people. And they all kind of like are together in little tiny, what are those things in high school? Clicks. 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 It's kind of like that. It's a little more clicky. Whereas in PodFest, I didn't feel that at all. It's like, there's just like the newbie people. It's like freshmen. It's all the freshmen. And there was no like fancy people or like, you know, it's, it's something like that. And everybody's trying to help each other and, and really are interested in knowing things. And it's just a different feel. Yeah. It's nice. I agree. So yeah. So PodFest happened and we, and actually leading up to it we were very worried that it was going to get canceled because things were starting to get hairy with the coronavirus like we had a couple people there there weren't quite any cases in the United States at that point and we were worried that people would cancel just cuz it was starting to get a little you know people were starting to get a little worried mm-hmm. and it was starting to get a little closer and i think right before podfest like one case happened in Seattle. And by the end of the week, like it was full on don't go out of the house. So <laughs> um so yeah, so so but so we did we did offer stickers so people could indicate whether or not they didn't want to be touched because they're immune compromised or whatever. And for the most part, it was a very awkward almost every interact every initial interaction you have with someone you haven't seen in a while was incredibly awkward because it was like 
Do I hug you? What if you don't want to be hugged? Should I kiss you on the cheek? That doesn't seem safe either. But it all was happening within like a split second of time. Until finally I decided that hugging someone was probably the safest because my face was over their shoulder and not in their face. Like it's like I felt that too, but I may have been totally wrong because first of all, hands don't touch other people's hands nor their face right and so a hug, you're is putting, a hug is like around like this and then you you bump chests and so yes. you're bumping your chest <laughs> against somebody else and then your face is sideways it's elsewhere it's right. elsewhere and so you're far away bump chests and yes that's it. and then your butt is sticking out the back I did get a couple of like noodle arm hugs where someone just goes just so they yeah, don't have to touch right. you that much you know what we should bring back? Remember back in the 70s when you used to do the dance, the bump, and you would just like turn around and you would bump like and hip bump to hip? People. Bump, I know. Bump, like, bump, hey, bump, hey, how's bump, it going? Oh yeah, my God, hip. how's yeah. it going? Yeah. And you just give them a little. That would be brilliant. <laughs> right. Plus, it's <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was super awkward because you can tell what the energy between people, like you, they come together and then there's this weird, like, I don't know what to do now. Not just our greeting ritual, but our affection ritual is to, at the very least, shake someone's hand. At the very most, to hug and kiss on the cheek. And, like, some people are very tight huggers. Right. You know, and, and like, it's, it's, it was very hard. So for the people that I knew, I was okay, you know, interacting with them the way I normally do. But there was still an awkward pause for a minute with every single person. Anyway, so it didn't get canceled. A few of the speakers canceled. I would say a handful of attendees canceled. I mean, the other thing, too, is that there's a lot of people who didn't have a choice in canceling. So there were some people who really did it for themselves, for sure, right? You have to protect your family. I mean, you have to understand it. And not necessarily, I think that I would have done it. I would have canceled not because of fear of infection, but fear of cancel. That was my fear cancellation of flights. So I didn't, it's not that I was afraid to go. It's just that I was afraid of not being able to come back. Like all of a sudden, you know, like getting stuck somewhere. Yeah. During 9-11, my sister and my brother-in-law were in Denver and they shut down all the flights and they couldn't get home. Right. So they bought a car. Oh my God. And then, yeah, bought a used car and drove from Denver to Atlanta, Georgia. And then they kept the car for a little while and they sold it. But it was the only – because they couldn't rent cars because all the rentals were gone. Right. And so they said, well, we're just going to buy this car. So they bought a car that was reliable and drove across the country and came home. It took them a couple of days, but they were stuck. And I guess this could happen too. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. with. I had one, two, three, five flights, oh my God. and I was flying with Nate. And every flight had – enough people on it where he and I could sit with the seat in the middle between us empty, which has never happened to me before on every flight, the flight out there. Then we had a flight to Atlanta. Then we had a flight to Orlando because we had a layover each time space in between us. And then on the way home, even more, you know, more space in between. None of the flights were full. A lot of people were probably canceling their trips and stuff, which I mean, if you're traveling, cause you have to, that works out. Right. It worked out great for us. We were so comfortable on an airplane for like the first time ever. And like Kelly, I saw Kelly Glover when she was on her way home to Australia, like the whole back of the plane belonged to her. There was no one on it. Yeah, her Instagram. It was crazy, but interesting. I mean, it's not getting interesting anymore. So like now, uh, so like around Thursday, I don't remember what made me decide to do this, but um, (laughs) 
it was Thursday or Friday, I just was like, oh, it was because of karate. So Wednesday oh. night, Isaac had karate, and I'm talking about it with the other moms. And and during karate class is where I when I realize that the first case has been found in Delaware, and it was a University of Delaware professor, a man who had who was in his studies who came home from traveling probably to Italy, and I thought. Oh my god, it's the worst possible person that could get the COVID because he t- because that's not a small college. He probably teaches a class of at least 200 a couple times a day. Then he goes and eats in packed. I mean, the University of Delaware is busy. It's a busy place. So, he's getting his gas where a lot of people go, he's getting his groceries where a lot of people go, he's eating where a lot of people go. There are dorms there. I immediately started to panic and then as I'm panicking, you know, the, the karate class they started testing for belts. So every student was there and then all their parents came in to like watch the test and take pictures of stuff. And then I realized like his little friend had a runny nose. It was like running down her face, which is my least favorite thing about children ever. And then I was sitting next to a mom whose baby was like a little snotty and crusty. And I was like, he can't go back. I can't send him back to school. (laughs) It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. I came home from karate and we have not been out since. I've been out one time to go to the grocery store. I think he's only left the house of... It was too, It was like 50 people in the room before it was in Delaware. I mean, it was close. It was in Glen Mills, which is like right around the corner for me. But like it was like where Whole Foods is, I showed you. But yeah, like yeah. that became a, like once it was at UD, I was like, we don't know where these people have been. So the probably like New York. <laughs> oh, my God. And I just couldn't I, because I don't want Scott to because he's convinced that if the coronavirus seeps into any surface, he will immediately die, that there will right. be no incubation no. period. Right. He's just going to perish right in front of our faces. I feel the same way. I know. I'm the I same way. Think- I'm almost 60 years old and I have asthma. And I'm obese. I check all the boxes. It's just a possibility, though. There's not a guarantee you'll die. It's just that's who the most susceptible to dying is. So we've not been out since. I've been self-quarantined since. And every time I see someone going out, especially my father, who can't sit still to save his own life, I get really (laughs) upset. Yeah, that he – yes, I know. And I think that, you know, it's – I had a bit of a resistance. I remember when I told you about my mom, like when I was talking to my mom and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, so I was trying to be very, we were having this conversation, but I could sense there was a, there's an element of eye rolling happening from her, like just a, just a subtle eye rolling in while I'm talking to her on the phone. But then finally, when the Catholic church started to closing this, not doing this, don't like, then she starts to listen, you know, and I'm just like, that's why I think it really does need to, with something like this, it really needs to come from a place where, and unfortunately, yeah, well, unfortunately now with the cities, you know, like there's no restaurants open, no bars open, that actually had to happen because people are not going to stop. Like, it doesn't matter whether or not we say, if you go out you will get sick or you're you're hurting anybody. It doesn't matter. They want to go to the bar and they want to have a drink. The end. Right. I know. They just, that's all they want. So if somebody closes it, then you can't do that. <laughs> so, right. That's the only you know, way it's going to happen is if the government right. tells you to stop it. Because on St. Patrick's Day, every bar here was full. Regardless of how many co- – I mean, every fucking bar here was full on St. Patrick's Day. Dude, it's not St. Patrick's Day yet. Doesn't matter. It's, it's the weekend before. It was the Saturday night before. Oh, they, I see. They have a bar crawl oh, here in Delaware. They do a bar oh, crawl here. Oh, So the bar crawl was full force. You know, I don't know. And people are just like, oh, I snuck out for a minute just to run some errands. Like, no, 
no, don't yeah. do that. You're healthy now. That's the time not to leave the house. Don't go if you're healthy. If you're right. sick. Right. The what? flu pandemic of 1918, Philadelphia area was Spanish hit. Spanish flu, re- right? Yeah, the Spanish flu was hit very, very was, Philadelphia was hit very, very hard. Why? Because they went and held the St. Patrick's Day parade. And oh, then wow. people right. got that. And then wow. they started giving it. And so this area got hit really, really hard with that. And I have daughters, and my daughters are telling me that it's nothing. It's like the flu, and, and I'm like, no, it's not. Stay away from me. And, and you know, it's so hard to say that to my kids. I know. But again, I said you don't realize that you are not at risk, risk like your mother and I am because we're older. And I said, right. and they keep sending me stuff. And then I said, so it's a war. It's just yes, like everything it's, else. It's a it's war so of information. Dude. So I send them something that says it's the end of the world. And then they send me a video of a guy in a in a in a in a hospital in Japan with his wife saying, eh, "It's not that bad." Oh my god! Right. Well, so all this information out there, and I'm like, "Okay, you go out and do your thing, and I'm going to stay hunkered down in here until this is all over." <laughs> yeah. But how long could that be? So, I like, don't we're care. on now. Today's Monday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So this is day five. This morning, right before I got on this call, Isaac and Scott were having a vicious discussion about how much ketchup you actually need for eggs. (laughs) (laughs) And like, (laughs) there's no room in the fridge for anything else because Meryl has made a giant dinner every night. And then last night, after last night's dinner, she boiled a corned beef, even though we had already eaten like full chicken with artichoke and something else like she then weighed and made it made it because i accidentally of course bought a brisket for corn because i wanted sandwiches so she boiled the whole thing so she's going to use a slicer she's like her own personal deli she's going to oh make me gosh. corned beef sandwiches but like there's just it's becoming a little crazy just just the four of us i i really do enjoy their company but i think this is how it works like meryl annoys scott and then scott is grouchy and then Isaac annoys Scott and then Scott's grouchy and then when Scott's this grouchy he annoys me mm. and then Scott I mean and then Isaac has gets a pure joy from irritating Meryl and then Meryl gets crazy and then that annoys me and so we're all it's the circle so, of life you know and then Isaac is constantly being annoyed by his parents because we just don't let him do everything he wants all the time so then he's annoyed by me and Scott so it's fun it I mean, I it's not the worst thing that's ever happened, but it's only day five. What happens on day thirty five? Yeah. Or twenty five. Yeah, or that's what I think that's what I'm thinking too. It's like one of those things where everybody's coming up with all these ideas, you know, like do this with the kids or do this with the and it's like with yes, but you, I work you guys, though. You guys, this is no, I understand that, but this is just the beginning. Like people are like, you can have these solutions, but there's a difference between you doing it like I was quarantined for literally two months when the girls got like a horrible cough and we never went anywhere for two straight I months remember. That was because we did, right? we did not exit. We did not want to make, we did not want to infect people. And we also did not want them to have uh, low immunity and go back to where they would catch mm-hmm. something else. I remember this. So, yeah. And that's when the babies, when our little goat babies were born too, like it was January through March almost. I didn't leave the house for almost eight. Do you remember your mental state by the end of that, though? It was crazy. I do. Yeah, it was. It was bad because I had daily nervous breakdown about the cough and the snot, and you're just like, "It's not stopping. Help me! What do I do?" It was awful. 
I was not sleeping because I had two sick people. Mind you, we were taking care of infant goats at the same time. So I get, I understand that. And so, and yeah, I don't know how I would have made it. I mean, mind you, they're healthy now. And my girls are healthy now, knock on wood. And so is Rand. Like we're all healthy, but that we have outside, they can go play outside, but there's only so much I can handle. And like yesterday, you know, Hunter got very, very upset and I was in the middle of trying to get something done in my, you know, head, computer, write something, thoughts, like just really quickly get some work done, right? Normal stuff, not nothing crazy. And then she came in and I just had to stop everything and then mitigate an emotional crisis for like oh, an hour, God. you know? That actually brings up another question for me. Like I work from home, duh, I always have, but like. Now that he's here, I do, like, we'll spend an hour. So we bought some, like, workbooks, and he's done some workbooks with us. I bought him Kinetic Sand. We play with that. We bought him Tinker Toys. Not Tinker Toys. Magnetiles and Shrinky Dinks and some other things just to keep him busy. He's got a thousand crayons. Right. He's been drawing pictures. But, like, if I'm in the middle of work, a work hour or something, because he's busy doing something else, and out of nowhere he goes, Mom, will you play? will you play Kinetic Sand with me? Like... I want to say both yes and no equally. And I don't right. know how to handle that because he's going to be here all the time. I can either never get any work done or I can say no or but then his little, you know, he's got no one to play with. No right. one to play with. I mean, yeah, he's got Scott and he's got Meryl, but obviously I'm the most fun. This is a solution that I've come up with with May because Hunter can get us like she has a she's a little more like connected emotionally so if she sees that i'm focused on something she kind of now knows she kind of like avoids it and she goes and does something else may may is not like that she's just like hello i want to play i want to play i want to play i'm gonna play i'm gonna play i'm gonna play i'm gonna play and i'm like oh my god and so what i've done is i have a small little um dry erase board i thought it was here it's like really small like super little and then i will write down um, when mommy is working and then I will write down in big letters, this is when I can play with you. And I will write it down like okay. 2 PM okay. mama play with me and I'll put it up on the board mm -hmm. and then she will periodically go to the board and look at the letters, look at the time, look at the board and then she steps and then away. Walk away and then she walks That's away brilliant. Yeah. and brilliant. then she comes back later like at one forty-five, and she goes, mom, 15 minutes. And I'm like, I got it. And so I have to follow through. So I, it's been hard because there's times when I'm in the mid, obviously always, you're always never done. Yeah, so never be I'm done. always like, I just have to get this last email done. But you know what? Yeah. I have made a promise. We're playing from, and I, and I give her a, a time too. Like, I don't just go like, it's two o'clock till, you know, the rest of the day. It's like two to three, we're going to play the game. You pick the game, you set it up and I will join you and I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. And then when the time is over, then we're finished and I go back to doing my thing. And that's worked really well with her. When I, when did I, that, in the morning, go ahead. Did that work when she was five? Mm, we didn't, ha I didn't have this brilliant idea when she was five. Five is harder because when I say I'll play with you in an hour, no. Yeah, I, I did have. Why can't I do it now? I need to do it now. Why can't I do it now? Yeah, she, May May will do that. I forgot what she did yesterday where I was just like, oh, no, that was actually Hunter. She was like wanting a, to taste like it was late. It was right before dinner and she had a box of crackers and she was like, mom, is it okay if I taste 
one of each one of these crackers. I want to know which ones I like. And I was like, sure, you can do this tomorrow. And then she looked at me like, huh? Why tomorrow, yeah. mom? But I asked, I want it done right now. I'm like, okay, fine. Because I was right. like, it's right. Dinner is like literally in 15 minutes. I don't want you having crackers right before you have your dinner. She was like, it's not going to fill my belly, mom. And I, and I, you know, that was a, a fight. Did it? A war. No, she ate her food. She actually let, had leftovers, but whatever. But the thing is that you have to fight your battles. And yeah. and, and doing that whole, like, another thing that works with Maymay, really, because that this is how she is. I don't know how Isaac is, but she's insane about this. She loves lists. So I'll write it in that little dry erase board. And I'll say, these are the things you need to do today. Like, pick up your clothes, you know, um, wash your dish, uh, whatever is happening, right? And then I'll put it on a list. Like all on the thing and with a little square and then she will literally come and look, check and then she'll go do it. Hunter doesn't work that way. Maymay does. It's really, I, she loves lists. So, so interesting. You know what? He is learning how to read. So if I do write stuff for him to read, he'll be overjoyed. Yeah. So, it, yeah. and it's been so helpful because with her, it's been amazing. And in the mornings when they get ready, it's been a life savior. Because then I can go like, put your clothes on, brush your hair. <laughs> find right. your shoes, your right. have your breakfast, brush your teeth. Like, even though it's the same thing I say over and over again, she's, she just stops. It's like, she gets up and she's like, not moving. Right. Like, next thing, <laughs> put your clothes on. <laughs> yeah. So. Isaac, is, Isaac is the worst piddler, but I don't even care if he piddles in the morning. Like I'm like, I do when we're going to school, but I don't generally, but I do want to curb his boredom. So yeah. that I can get some stuff done. And I mean, I'm just, you know, we got to get stuff done. We have to. Dude. It's a good time to get stuff done, but not if you have a five-year-old. And it's not like no. I can get, I can't do a play date. You know, Meryl nope. doesn't wake up till 2 p.m. Scott is either working too with me or, I mean, so we're trying to take turns. We're like, right now he's going to have them until like 12 or 1, and then I'll have them from like 1 to 5. Well, that's good. I mean, it, it actually, that really, really, it does help. It works because, like, somewhere in there, he'll he'll watch TV for an hour, and I'll be able to work during my time. Somewhere and like, I'm sure there, Scott yeah. has him in there. I'm sure Scott has him in the office doing some kind of like. I mean, also his workbooks too. So, like I said, like I bought him this thing. It's a um, it's a uh, activity book with tape because he fucking loves tape. It's Melissa and Doug, four different colors tape, and I guess you rip the tape and make pictures with it. I don't know. He's gonna love it. It'll last one day, but whatever. Just for that moment. But given that, though, work and all that stuff, do you want to give us an update on She Podcast Live? Yes. I think I'm going to send an email today if that's okay with you, Elsie, too. But, um, sure. Okay. So I guess when you're listening to this, people, you would have already gotten an email. Probably. But here we go. Maybe. So She Podcast Live, um, we announced tickets on sale at PodFest. And I never sent an email because... This was right when everything was happening, and I started to worry that there would be no She Podcast Live. So we sold a couple tickets. We have sold a bunch of tickets. And then as soon as we sold the tickets, Eventbrite announced that they will not be offering any disbursements until a week after the event, no matter what. So you can pay for levels in Eventbrite where they keep the money until the event, or they give you a weekly disbursement, or they give you a daily disbursement. And I pay for the weekly one, which they have now canceled because it have, because of an event gets canceled then they won't have any money i don't know what why they need mm -hmm. to do it. it's not their fucking money but whatever they're right, holding right. my money from those 12 tickets so 
first of all, I need to change ticket vendors because that doesn't fly with me regardless. And then also, you know, we have a contract with the hotel again. And there's no there's no hotel clause that I've seen that says, well, if everybody gets sick, you can just cancel it, right? Or postpone right. it. But so I have a Helms Briscoe agent working on adding a clause to the contract that says if we need to cancel or postpone, we will not have penalty. And there's also a petition that I signed this morning about getting federal funding for an event for the event industry, meaning if event promoters have to cancel their event full stop or can't, you know, they have to like South by Southwest, like those guys, that's millions of dollars. Like, because it's not just one hotel, it's countless hotels, it's countless sponsors pulling out. Like, I think they quit because Twitter and Facebook and Google all pulled their sponsorships and you can't go on without that stuff. It's just too expensive. I don't want to be in the hole for an event that I didn't even have. Right. So I don't mind postponing it if that's what has to happen. But also it's October. So like it could all be moot point by then. It could be over by June and then everybody will be really fucking ready to get out of the house. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to postpone it anyway at this point. I don't want to postpone it till later. But I also don't know if I can sell tickets and sponsorships. So it's like I'm not sure what to do with myself, frankly. It, I mean, mm-hmm. if people want to buy tickets, I would love that. If I don't have the event, I would – would we refund it or would we transfer it to the new dates? And then what if they can't have the new dates? Well, we will just transfer it for them to somebody else or they could sell it. I don't know. I'm mulling all of this over in my head. I've seen other events do this where like if the new dates don't work, you'll have a longer transfer deadline. If you need to cancel, there's no refunds, but you can still transfer it. You're in uncharted territory right now. This has yeah, never, kinda. ever happened. Yeah, because I don't think that there's and, and the other aspect of this, it's just that it's not just you, meaning it's not just the event industry. Of course, if th- this makes sense because we're talking about that. But what we're navigating now is that this could affect every single aspect yeah. of this. So maybe you have people who are willing to go and do all the stuff. But what if like the middle people that are yeah, the ones like, that what are if facilitating there's no graphic all the stuff. printing what if there's right. no catering what if there's no florists right like right. i have no way of knowing and so i'm wondering if i mean ticket sales aside i wonder if i could pitch sponsors and just have them do like a pledge to pay so at least that mm. way i know that if it does go forward i could budget based on what i'm being promised right right that's another thing to do you know, I could have a clause in the contract that says, you know, if you decide to pull out, you'll at least give me half of this because this is how I'm going to, you know, I can't function without it um, or 30 percent or 20 percent, something. But the tickets is the thing I'm worried about because, A, I've already sold tickets. Do I just refund them and not sell tickets? Because you don't like Blogger has like four or five events a year and they just open it up two months ahead, sell the tickets and then do the event. Then they open it and then they sell the tickets. I mean, they don't oh, have that's like interesting. They don't, they don't have, have like a long a period pre- of time. Mm. No. That's interesting. I mean, one thing that we could do too is we, I mean, if you guys have any ideas of how to navigate some of this stuff from, from a lay perspective, from somebody yeah, from, who would be attending, like everyday she podcaster person who is like, I want to go to your event, but you're not, you're like an everyday person, right? You're like do, navigating, doing your life and then get a little bit of feedback from um, some of our fabulous listeners who may or may not be like super smart business people who might have some out of the box ideas of how to, because we need capital. That's the whole point. We need, we need cash we need capital, flow right. mm-hmm. to do things. 
And I also, and like, can I focus on the content? Would speakers apply or be willing to pledge their, you know, participation when we don't know what things are going to be like in October? I mean, I, I can't hold them. It's not that I'm paying them. It's not that they're paying me. But if you, would you fill out a speaker application for October? I mean, yeah, I, prob- I probably would, actually, if it was October. Yeah, most people I, I would, would be optimistic. Do it. If yeah. it's a speaker application, are you kidding me? I'm sh- I have a feeling more people will apply to speak than more people would buy tickets at this point. Yeah, that's probably true. Be, they, they would they'd totally be like, hey, I mean, look at all the messages we're getting on our speak pipeline. I know. What I know. I know. is happening? I got to put something up that says, please don't ask us. Do not ask to speak because I because if one more person says, how do I speak at She Podcast? I mean, I just ignore them because I shouldn't have to tell you. Right. Because you should be listening to the show. Should I have to tell a million individuals how they speak? But I do have to put something on the website because that's really the only way to get them to stop. Yeah. And also to get the, an idea of what we were talking about, which is going to be a very like we're trying to curate an experience here for y'all. So yeah. if you happen to be an amazing speaker, that's amazing. That's great. And I'm sure that that's what you do. But you might right. not necessarily be the right speaker for this specific conference in this year. Right. Right. So we just we're trying to really curate um, that experience for you guys. Um, and, and I'm not, we're not saying that we picked people. I'm just saying that it's not like a, just because you're amazing, you're going to be speaking. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So it's hairy, but I, at this point, we still have our dates of October 15th through the 18th in Scottsdale, Arizona. You can go to ShePodcast.live and, you know, sign up for the email list and find out when we're announcing call for speakers and when we're. You know, and if we have any changes being made to the schedule or anything like that, I'm under the assumption that it will be on by then because it's seven months from now. And even if we do have to hunker down for 90 days, we'll still have four months left to plan the event. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did. I mean, that's what we did last time. No. And you know what? Yeah, Jess, I mean, what we did if you think time. about it from that perspective, too, and it's like there you never know what's going to we can't we can't know what we don't know. We have to navigate with what we have. Make choices based on what we're doing. And hopefully, I mean, what I was thinking about the hotels and stuff is, wouldn't you rather have an event happen than have them cancel? You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have a hotel work with us and go like, we don't know if this is really going to happen, but we're really planning. I mean, we are all in. But there's a possibility that we might have to cancel, but a bigger possibility that you don't. Can you just allow for, you know, like a little bit of leeway as to what happens? Because we can't, you can't make a decision like that. Yes. And I'm not changing the venue. It would just be the date. Right. So anyway, people need to be able to do that. I mean, look at the, you know, airplane people or like hotel people who are saying like, we can get you in on another flight or if you need to change your plans or if you, you know, because they'd rather get you to buy right. than be afraid of losing the money, right? Yeah. As long as they don't lose their money. Because NAB, I mean, there's people that have lost, especially vendors. And I think I that this is something that... $20,000. It's crazy. As an attendee, yeah, you lose... You lose your... Essentially, as an attendee, you would lose the money for a flight... Mm-hmm. And the ticket for the event, right? So what? Maybe maybe a thousand dollars, depending on 
where you're coming from. That's on the high end. But mm-hmm. for uh, vendors, they have to, you know, get all their marketing stuff, get all the booth stuff, get all their it, the people that are going to be flying there, tickets for everybody, mm-hmm. um, anything that they're going to be launching. I mean, it's like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. of like, just who are they going to get that from? No one. They just chalk it up to oops, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oops. That's awful. I know. It's so hairy. Anyway, I do too. But anyway, those of you who are listening, there's nothing you need to do out of obligation. It's possible we'll change the date. Hopefully we won't. But either way, at some point we will have She Podcast Live again. And I would like to keep the same venue in Scottsdale. And the ticket prices will aren't going to change. So you can either buy the ticket now or you can buy the ticket later. Or you can not buy the ticket at all. Totally up to you. It's helpful if you buy tickets so that we can, you know, have the event. But... I understand why it would be a hesitation. I don't know. I'm just we just have to figure it out. It's my second event for us, and uh, the second time that something crazy has happened that has made me want to either cancel or consider canceling. <laughs> so good times. I guess it wouldn't be an exciting uh, career opportunity if it wasn't like this, right? Right. It just can't be easy. I was thinking like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like, we've learned so much. Like I can do all of the things with you. I can help out here. We have, like, it felt like very, like. It still does. It's, well, no, I know. But what I'm saying at the beginning, it's like, yeah, it's very like we can, we can do this. Like super, like we can totally do this. And I know we can, but what I'm saying, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh. Oh, shit. No one's going to the house. (laughs) Oh. All right. (laughs) This wasn't in the cards. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. It is a bit of a curveball, but I'm really hoping that because it's so far out, it won't be a big deal. I really, 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 really hope. Because also, I don't think I can spend the next seven months in my house and beyond. I don't know that I can. I don't want to. I mean, I don't even like leaving the house, but like this is day five and I'm just like, I mean, actually, it's day five, and I really have no desire to go anywhere. But I don't think that'll be – I don't know if I can do it for 30 days, though. I think probably after 10 days, I'll be over it. Yeah, we'll see. How long will you let? You could stay in there. I mean, you did have a nervous breakdown after two months, but that was more lack of yeah. sleep than leaving the house. Yes, it was. And it was because I had two – again, I had two girls that were very ill, and um, I couldn't sleep because I was tending to them every single night. The nights were the mm-hmm. worst. And we had baby goats. Pooping and throwing up in the in the kitchen. fucking house in the kitchen, yes, and screaming in the entire time. And so then, Daddy was taking care of the baby goats. He was like the midwife and the like. I could I wake up in the morning because I was totally obviously awake, and he's like sitting there giving them like a bottle. Both of us were like, somebody beat us up and spit us out. It was crazy. So, and plus we're really removed though, Jess. I mean, honestly, we have like zero people around us. So you're pretty safe. It's like, "Mm." Mm." but what about going into town? Well, I don't want to go into town if the town is closed. That would be a waste of time. But it's not like you can get groceries delivered like the rest of us. You have to go get food. No, we have to go to the grocery store and it's right down the street and it's very rarely... Like there's very like last time when we just went to the grocery store, there were a lot of people there, which was kind of like, oh, my gosh, crazy. But nobody goes there. This is a this is a resort town. People come here in the summer. 
Like in the regular days, there's like five people in this massive grocery store on a regular day. No one is there. All right. That's not so bad. So. Do they have toilet paper? How are you on the toilet paper? They did. They totally had toilet paper. So So, you are all stocked up on toilet paper. Yeah. You don't need more. We have a normal amount of toilet paper that would last us for, you know, I would say like three weeks. Three weeks. Two or three weeks. And then what happens when you go to get more in three weeks and they don't have any? Because everyone else is a psychopath about toilet paper. Uh, We have plenty of leaves in the backyard. (laughs) Just avoid the ones that look like poison ivy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I say cut up old T-shirts like back in the olden days. And then you have a bucket. No, no. You have to rinse them. You rinse them out. Then you wash them in the washing machine and you reuse them. I have a better solution. You can buy a bidet that attaches yeah, to your bidets. toilet for $30. Tush, yeah, Tushy. Isn't it Tushy? A pro- and there's a handy one. Yeah. There's one that you can carry with you. Like uh, What? A, a yeah. traveling bidet? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah like oh uh, Mickey Agrahal, She That's her company. I think it's called Tushy. I'm going to look for it now. I'm going to be Jess. Tushy uh, company. Okay. Hey, I was, you know me, I always have my groceries delivered. And my last grocery order was canceled. They canceled it. I was like, what do you mean canceled? You can't cancel it. I put this in three days ago. Canceled. All right. So, so it's like a little bidet ad- attachment thingy, Majigger, right? So it's this little thing you attach to your existing toilet paper. And it's currently unavailable because everybody bought it. <laughs> um, yeah. And they, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's totally, everything is sold out, dude. <laughs> so See? much for that. <laughs> Um, question. <laughs> so, yes. Not to change the subject back from toilet paper, but I know people are going to ask me, so I figured might as well talk about this now. What What is your thought about having a virtual event? Well, we can do that. I just want to make it extra, something extra versus us just talking. I actually hate that idea, but I wanted to see if you also hated that idea. Well, listen, I hate the idea because everybody does it. I understand it. I have an idea that I'm going to pitch to you, Jess, after we're not, I'm not going to talk about it right now. If I were to do it in real life, like meaning a virtual event, I, the investment of the money that I would have, like meaning like people's tickets and stuff like that, I would not change the ticket prices. It would stay the same. Mm -hmm. We'd still be getting that stuff. But what I would invest it on would be on having certain locations around the United States that were like AV equipment and things like that, that were very nice, like extra, kind of like Marie TV, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really nice. Like a studio. And then have that experience so that it's not what we're experiencing right now, which is StreamYard and people behind a microphone and here we are talking heads and it's just going to show you this. Like it would be extra. It would be like there's Arizona, there is Chicago, there is New York, there is Orlando, and there is a studio setting nicely decorated on brand and we can have speakers go up there like that and have them recorded and have it be an experience in that in that way that's what i would do i would make it extra i wouldn't just be like let's just get on Streamyard and yeah i don't do particularly want to do a virtual summit because i have a hard time paying attention to every video and there's not really a good way to do a community component unless you start another fucking facebook group so I'm not really that big of a fan of that. I I wouldn't mind if we somehow were more visible or present 
to keep our community, I don't want to say alive, but to keep it thriving under these conditions. But that doesn't mean I want to get a hundred speakers. It's a technical nightmare, not just the- It's a technical nightmare. Yep. You're right. Not even the interviews. The nightmare is making a schedule, reminding people of the schedule via their email, you know, then sending them the recording when it's over. Like, fuck that. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do that. No, at but all. see, then there's the other aspect too, because um, Litson and Lipson on International Podcast Day about, I think now three years ago, mm-hmm. we did a virtual, co- a, a little virtual day. We had a whole day of of classes, right? And we all came in and stuff like that. And we had a bunch of technical issues. I remember. We also had a li- a live meetup where we live streamed it. Um, in lo- at Pair Networks, they have uh, all of this gear. They have everything set up there. We had, you know, a huge team of people, a panelist being streamed, all this stuff. And again, we, poor Crystal, was troubleshooting for 45 minutes trying to get, like, sometimes crap happens. Yeah, I definitely don't want to do that. And then, like, the stress of, like, you're going, I mean, seriously, the stress of going, you're going live at nine. Yeah. And then something happened and you can't go on and... It's too much. I mean, it, it really is really stressful. And then it's constantly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My internet just went down. Ugh. How many times this Stop. happens? I'm with- starting to twitch. I'm twitching. I know. It's awful. I'm telling Ugh. you, it's not as easy as one would think to no, manage. I'm, I'm not doing it. Something you just convinced like that. me that we're definitely not doing it. We will wait till we can meet in person or we will do just our show live or something. But we're not, I'm not doing it with 100 speak. I can't do it. I would love to be able to service in a different way, but. Cannot do it. Oh, God. I hope podcast movement is still going to be fine. That's in August. Well, yeah. Well, they're going to they're going to probably have to make their own decisions based on whatever, you know, and unfortunately, it's they're in the same boat as we are because because there's a possibility that the larger networks, you know, because they're the reason that I think that they're getting to be so big, too, is because sponsorship, right? Larger companies really want in. They see the value. Of visibility, and they're willing to put the money down. And if you got like one or two of those sponsors that come out, that means you're kind of screwed. You got to make that up, right? Somehow, yeah, right? So, Lord I help don't know. us. Lord help Let's us. See. Help us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Woo! Anywho, okay. here All we right. go. Well, I think that we should wrap it up after this long coronavirus discussion, people. Yes. We apologize if you've been bored, but Look, I think it's even children are coming back. Oh my god! So it's interesting. Yeah, they're like, "Mommy, shut up!" They Mommy, are. Stop. Interesting. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're not saying that. Uh oh! It's funny you say that because my little boy just knocked on my door as well. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to She Podcasts. If you would like to see our show notes, they are at ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShePodcast. If you would like to join our very special super squad where you get access to us once a week and you can ask us any questions you would like, it's Patreon. Nope, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's ShePodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Um, That's the news and I am out of here. Thank you guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye.